Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to. $100. Price Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, automizers, or mass multi entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize Picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. And they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with Rave. Review. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up Show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So, again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Great to see you. How are you? Hey, great to be with you today, Chris. Uh, happy Tuesday to everybody out there. Happy Tuesday, indeed, JC. How was uh, your weekend? How was your Father's Day, by the way? Very good. Very nice day. Uh, relaxing. Um, 
uh, the fiance did not have to work on Monday. So we had some porch time, some grill time, uh, adult beverage time, just a really nice, uh, cool night too. Uh, so it wasn't, wasn't overly hot and that's always a good day. So I, I had a, I had a good one, had a little brunch in the morning, did some errands and then, um, chilled on the back porch. So that, that's, a. I'm a simple man, Chris. That's kind of what makes me happy, you know. Hey, it's 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 that time of year for it, my friend. Firing up the grill. The weather's warm, right? It's a great time to do it. JC, I'm going to get in all the football stuff, recruiting. There's a ton to talk about with this weekend upcoming. But I first want to start on the baseball side of things because the Yardcocks have a new pitching coach. Justin Parker departs from Mississippi State to take over as their pitching coach. Gamecocks act very quickly as basically simultaneously they hire Matt Williams from Liberty. What do you know about this guy? Your overall thoughts? Again, he has ties to the state of South Carolina from working at Spartanburg Methodist. He's also spent time at UNC Wilmington and Liberty and done a great job for them. And it seems like the feedback and the reaction that I've got that I've seen on social media and also those I've talked to was that this is a great pickup. And it's no disrespect to Justin Parker, but it almost feels like maybe an upgrade of sorts, or it could turn out that way. Your overall thoughts, and again, your feelings on the new pitching coach for South Carolina. I mean, th this is kind of one of those things in coaching that, you know, a, a guy may turn down a job or, or a timing, the timing may not be right in certain situations uh, at one point, uh, and then eventually the timing works out and they take it. Uh, I think that's probably the case of Matt Williams. He was – uh, when uh, Kingston hired Justin Parker, Matt Williams was the top choice uh, for the job. And uh, it just didn't work out at the time. Um, I don't know whether that's because he had some guys coming back in Wilmington or or what, wasn't ready to leave yet. But the, the timing worked out this time pretty quickly. And um, he's from Lancaster. He's a guy that, you know, if you, if you sit there and you kind of clump him with Monty Lee, you know, those guys will likely solve the issues of in-state recruiting this baseball program's had and, and solve them in short order. Um, you know, the ERA, staff ERA or whatever, dipped a little bit at Liberty last year. It was still up there, uh, though, and I don't know enough about what their personnel was like last season to kind of talk intelligently about it, Chris. Uh, but the guys had, you know, outstanding pitching. He was the pitching coach on that for that Wilmington team that, Came in and took the Gamecocks to the wire under the Holbrook era in 2016, the last time Holbrook took a team to the uh, Super Regionals. Remember, the Gamecocks had to come back and mm -hmm. and win two games in a day, I think, to win that. But, uh, you know, uh, it's a guy, like I said, a lot of respect in the baseball community. I know John Whittle loves the guy. Uh, thinks he's a really good pickup. And, um, you know, away you go. I, I think that I, I kind of compare it a little bit to – when uh, in football, uh, I'll take you back to what, 08, uh, you know, Tyrone Nix leaves and, and goes to Ole Miss and Steve Spurrier hires Brian Van Gorder, uh, who at the time was just a few years removed from being a dominant defensive coordinator at Georgia. He was in the NFL with the Falcons, goes and hires him away from the Falcons. <clears throat> he comes, he works for 30 days and then boom, the Falcons D coordinator job comes up and they offered to him. So he goes back to the NFL. So everybody's panicked. Oh, my God. You know, that's Brian Van Gorder. Well, well then Spur hired Ellis Johnson, who had, who had kind of been angling for the job and uh, even even thought about coming during the Holtz era and didn't. And, and, you know, the timing, again, there had not worked out. 
Well, it did that time, and we saw what Ellis Johnson did. I mean, he did a lot of damage, uh, good damage, uh, during his tenure uh, as the D coordinator at South Carolina. And, you know, you look, and eventually here's Van Gorder back in college at Auburn uh, <laughs> on a winless SEC team getting fired and then ends up kind of scrounging around, going to Notre Dame for a while and, and, and kind of faded out there while – you know, Ellis uh, Abadol's final year, final year at Auburn was one of the best coordinators in the SEC, uh, plus an in-state guy. And so I, I think there's something to be said for in-state guys, uh, especially when they're good at their job. Um, you know, when you lose a guy like a Justin Parker, a, a good-name pitching coach who had an outstanding couple of years, you know, uh, he had an outstanding year piecing it together last year. Uh, and then this year, obviously, the even though they lost a, a couple of um, <clears throat> couple starters for a good portion of the season, um, you know they had a pretty good ERA, and uh, you know the pitching was, you know, uh, with the exception of maybe one or two weekends, Auburn and Kentucky, I think uh, the pitching held up pretty good. So, uh, you know, it, it's just one of those things. It's like, uh, you know, sometimes something looks bad when it happens. But, you know, I think it's this way in life, too. Uh, but how you respond is what matters. Uh, and I think that um, Mark Kingston responded and Ray Tanner and those guys responded uh, in, a, in a really big way and uh, hired a guy that just makes all, all the sense in the world uh, to come to South Carolina and, and, and be the pitching coach. JC, speaking of responding in the right way, you know, it's inevitable guys are going to – leave in this era of transfer portal, right? I mean, nobody's going to be at zero, right? I mean, you're going to have guys that move on for for greener pastures or whatever it might be, whatever the reasons are. But I, I see South Carolina, you know, picking up so many guys. I mean, you look at the pitcher they got from Virginia Tech. They got an outfielder from Charlotte. You know, it feels to me, and from your conversations, JC, would you agree that, you know, and maybe this is taking it a step too far, but it almost feels like South Carolina baseball is like a professional organization. Like, I, I know high school recruiting – is important, but Kingston's showing, and obviously we talked a lot last year going into this or going into the season that uh, they were being compared to what Texas A&M was in 2022, right? A team that was built through the transfer portal. It feels like to me, that's not just going to be a one year thing. Like I think Mark Kingston fully believes in the portal, what it can do for his ball club. So I would, I mean, would you agree? I'd almost tell fans buckle up because it's going to be practically a new look ball club every single year outside of maybe a couple of holdover pieces because they're going to continue to utilize the portal to bolster their roster year after year. Yeah. And I would, I think, I think in baseball, you look around college baseball in general, I mean, uh, I'll give you examples from the sec, uh, Paul Skeens and uh, the Waldrop kid from Florida, you know, they were at air force and Southern miss last year. Uh, ironically, you know, Caleb Denny comes from oral Roberts and, and, and then they get some guys and they go to the, the, the the college world series, you know, so uh, it's a, uh, it, it's one of those things where uh, I think in this sport in particular, uh, it, it, it's, it's like, you know, free agency in, in baseball. You're always looking to bolster your lineup. Um, I think what would be wild is if you could do it in the middle of the season, <laughs> trade that deadline. would be wild. Little, little, you know, you got a trade deadline, deadline yeah. you know, <laughs> that would be wild, but uh, no, nah, I'm, I'm kidding about that. But uh yeah, I think that's what it's going to be. And, and you know, I'm, I'm curious to see how the high school recruiting fundamentally changes in terms of 
hits and misses is what we call them in recruiting. Because in this sport for a while, and they changed the rules this year, Chris, you had so many guys that were like eighth graders, freshmen committing. Mm -hmm. uh, It puts pressure on everybody. Well, you know, Georgia offered this freshman uh, from our backyard. Well, maybe we got to offer. Maybe we got to take a commit, blah, 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 blah. And and having evaluated football, and I know baseball is probably – not as developmental, but you still have to develop, uh, and you don't know. Uh, guys can get hot for one year and, and then stink the rest of the time. Um, guys lose it all of a sudden. I mean, I, I'm a Braves fan. I remember Mark Wolers was what one of those dominant closers in, in baseball, and then next thing you know, you turn around, the guy's throwing it over the backstop. I mean, you know, it's a, it's a weird game, and it, it'll humble you. So I think it's almost and, – and you've seen, Chris, a lot of schools, not, not just South Carolina, get in the portal and, and, and add key places. I think it's made it really hard on college baseball coaches in general to to get, have any sort of consistency with, oh, well, this class is special. All nine of these guys hit. We, they they kind of came through together, built up together, and now they're ready to go. Uh, I think those days maybe 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 – maybe over because of the portal. But then number two, I think those days were probably impossible to have just because, I mean, man, I, I look back when I played ball in eighth grade, you know, I was probably a four star, you know, <laughs> yes, you know, it, it's just, it's just different. I mean, you can't sit there. I, I, getting commits for eighth grade is ridiculous. And then if you're a new coach and you take over, you have to honor those commitments. Uh, college baseball recruiting is like putting a gigantic puzzle together because there's only 11.7 scholarships. You know, a lot of these guys are walk-ons and they're on book. You know, our book, just get book money, just get meal money, whatever. Um, and, and so it, it makes for an interesting quandary uh, it, it just 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 without the transfer portal, NIL, all this stuff. Uh, now, you know, it's even more difficult. So uh, I agree with you. I think it's here to stay. I think, um, you know, South Carolina is one of the premier baseball environments in the country they're one of the historically great programs uh they should be attractive uh to to players out there that want to come play baseball in a big time environment so uh you know we'll see what happens but but i'm kind of with you i think after the success they had with it this year and that the way they just kind of instantly turn it around even a guy like you know chris veach you know came from pc you know, was anybody fired up or like just, oh my God, they got Chris Veach. Wow. <laughs> no, they weren't. But man, they sure loved it when he was throwing all those sliders and change or change ups, right? Or, or whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. It was either slide change of one. But uh yeah, I mean, look, I, I think that um I think that's something that works out. And I, you know, and, and I will say though, there are guys that have come in as high schoolers like Cole Messina and like Ethan Petrie and you know, those like Talmadge Lee Croy. I mean, those guys I think Talmadge Lee Corps was a high school guy. Mm-hmm. You know, the, those guys are going to be fine. Uh, but, you know, you got nine in the lineup. You got a you know, pitching. I mean, you got a lot of lot of moving parts on a baseball roster. So, you know, I, I think the idea with every program, including Carolina, is going to be to, you know, go to work and maximize that at this time every single year. And, you know, quite frankly, as someone that kind of follows it now, I, I think it's sort of fun to kind of look and see how they're going to piece it all together. Indeed. Well, speaking of recruiting and piecing it together, JC, we moved to Gamecocks football. South Carolina picking up a commitment 
from 2024 three-star linebacker Fred Johnson over the weekend. I know you, you talked about him briefly last week, but he measures 6'3", 225 at a Norfolk, Virginia, Maury High School. Just talk about what South Carolina is getting out of Fred Johnson at the linebacker position. Uh, Big-time athlete. Uh, you know, one thing I've noticed about Clayton White is we've sort of I guess watched him work for three years or so is that he likes taller, longer linebackers. He puts kind of a premium on length. And that's why you saw Brad Johnson starting all those years that he did. He likes that kind of body type. I mean, his, his defense is a little unique. They only play two at a time. Uh, but you look, you know, Pup Howard's a big six, three, six, four kid. Wendell Gregory's a six, three, six, four kid. Now this kid's six, three, six, four. Uh, so he's kind of how I think Clayton White draws him up. Uh, I like it because when you're South Carolina, if you're trying to put together recruiting classes, they're going to allow you to compete in the SEC. Um, you know, you, you got to kind of find other spots besides the state, uh, which, which South Carolina, frankly, has never done. But they've also never won an SEC championship. Um other places besides the state where you can go land like legit elite guys, right? Like no brainer type NFL guys. Well, uh, they got one area like that right now in the D in, in DC, Maryland, where they're, you know, they're doing good work, yeah. uh, landed a bunch of guys last year. They're probably gonna land a bunch this year. Uh, quality guys. Right. Yeah. Uh, I've always thought the state of North Carolina was, was kind of that Shangri-La, if you will, recruiting wise because a lot of it's so close to South Carolina, but you know, kids in that state right now, it, it, it is a little bit because of Mac Brown and, and, and him getting more in state talent, but they also, you know, NC state's coaches have been there a long time. They're consistent. Uh, and then a lot of kids in that state just straight up want to go. If it's not a blue blood, they're not answering your call these days. <laughs> uh, and looking at the talent level up there most years, I mean, may not be a bad thing. <laughs> you know, if you're missing on some of these guys, uh, so Virginia to me, because there's a lot of, you know, you got Beamer's name there and you got a lot of students from Virginia that go to Carolina, um, especially what's called the Tidewater, the 757, Norfolk, Virginia Beach, uh, Hampton Roads, that that area. I mean, you're talking about the place that produced the Michael Vick, Marcus Vick, Allen Iverson, uh, name your Virginia Tech Hokie All-American. Uh, I mean, it is a place that's loaded with talent. Uh, and if you look back and see how Frank Beamer built Virginia tech, uh, a lot of times, you know, from, from Northern Virginia, Richmond, somebody like that, you know, a big time guy wouldn't want to stay home. He would go out of state. They just go to the seven, five, seven and get an underrated guy that often was better. <laughs> uh, but it's also the type of place knowing people there following it. When I used to do, do recruiting nationally, that, you, you don't just waltz up there and start getting guys. You, you got to build trust with the community. Uh, you got to get your name in there. So what this does with Fred Johnson is it gives South Carolina that first guy. And then there could be a second guy because they're really heavily involved with receiver Kalen Adams too. Uh, so you start thinking one thing, get these two guys, that's a start. And then so all of a sudden – you know, you're, you're kind of juggling areas now and you're like, well, South Carolina here for a couple of years has been accustomed to getting top guys from, from DC, Maryland. Now they're going to start getting accustomed to getting top guys from the seven, five, seven. They're already dominating the state. So, wow. You know, then all of a sudden, you know, little old South Carolina is out there 
winning battles in places that make sense for them to win. And you, you know, you sign 25 to 30 a year and uh, a higher percentage of those are higher quality guys because you're able to go get a lot of out of state guys. You know, that's when you start looking at your roster and saying, well, it compares favorably to the rest of this league. So mm-hmm. um, I think it's a brilliant plan. Uh, I'd kind of like to see them, develop even more little talent pockets (laughs) in addition to the 757. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply in Maryland, D.C., and I think they will. But, you know, the fact that this could be the start of something in that area, to me, is very, very exciting. Mm-hmm. J.C., a huge recruiting weekend upcoming for Shane Beamer and company. I know you guys had Hale McGranahan on your show today, who does a fantastic job, by the way. Um, but the official visits list, guys like Dylan Stewart, Josiah Thompson, Cam Pringle, Wendell Gregory, Jonathan Paler, Maz Bennett, Daniel Hill, Kelvin Hunter, Dante Reno, Blake Franks, and David Busey all scheduled, confirmed to be on campus this week. And obviously the big ones that I just mentioned, Dylan Stewart, obviously, Jonathan Paler, Daniel Hill. Those are some of the guys that are uncommitted that South Carolina is going after right now. And I think the Gamecocks feeling pretty good about their chances. But what can you tell us about this weekend in regards to the list I just said? Are there any others that I may have missed? And how would you quantify, J.C., the importance of this weekend in regards to shaping the 2024 signing class? Oh, I think it's very important just because, you know, the the, the first two major weekends, last weekend there was one guy who – uh, believe it or not, I think I think Carolina may just mess around and land in Liam Andrews. Uh, and there was one guy. So the first two weekends where there's multiple visits, I call it a grab bag weekend because there are a lot of guys that, that came in that you know were frankly leaning to other places, but they're big time guys, and Carolina's kind of their top three. Or there's some guys that maybe came in and they weren't what Carolina thought, and they're you know they're, they're, it was the type of weekend where you just never really got the sense of 
anybody in these classes are make or break, you know, and I think they'll end up getting several, you know, out of, out of those first two weekends when all is said and done, you know, this class feature or this, this group features all the commits, but then all the big time, you know, bigly rated, highly rated commits, but you also have guys you have felt Carolina's felt extremely good about for a long time. Dylan Stewart's an example of that. Jonathan Paler is an example of that. Daniel Hill is an example of that. Um, those three guys are kind of guys that anybody who's doing a mock class right now, is, they're going to put them in the mock class. Uh, and so the stakes are a little higher in the sense that you miss on one or two of these guys and all of a sudden you're like, oof, that, uh, that, that uh, you know, hopes you had for a top 10 class sort, sort of take a, take a, a little bit of a beating. Um, and so you, you never want to lose guys you lead for, uh, especially for any length of time. Uh, and I think all three of those guys sort of uh, fall into that category. Uh, if with Stewart specifically, I've always said it's going to be an all out war. Um, so, so I don't know that I would say the Gamecocks are as strong of a leader for him uh, as maybe Hill and Paler, which, you know, either one of those guys goes someplace else. Um that's going to not be a good day <laughs> for the Gamecocks. But uh, I think that, um, I think that, uh, you know, with Stewart, you know, maybe not so much, but uh, I do like the Gamecocks position with, with all three. And, you know, those are going to be, you know, some of the uh, crown jewels of this class, if indeed they come and you start thinking about it. And it's like, well, you get those guys kind of at the top and you, you know, they're in it for a lot of other highly rated guys. If you, you want to sign a top 10 class, you know, those three are almost musts. JC, are there any surprise visitors that you know of that may be coming? We had a question from our guy Austin Hicks saying rumors of another big time recruit coming in. Is there one that's like unexpected or there have you heard anything of anybody that's I mean, I don't know. Again, this could just be social media rumor. It is the middle of the summer. So um I it just wasn't su- sure. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, it wouldn't surprise me at all. I don't we usually don't come across that intel for I mean, it's later in the week, frankly, right. you know, than, than when I normally talk to you now that it's on Tuesday. But, uh, you know, I'll, I'll say this. The 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 scheduled list for the first two weeks where there are multiple players on, and even with Liam Andrews last week, uh, were different than what actually, the guys that actually visited. So there are always some last-minute additions, it seems. Maybe not. Maybe not this time. Who knows? I'll probably stick my foot in my mouth uh, <laughs> this time. And you know, uh, but uh, right now, there's nothing. Uh, nothing I'm aware of on the horizon. But you know, look, man, it, it could be that uh, you know they they not only have one guy shows up that's a big time. We have a two or three. Um, why not? I mean, it's your best. It's your best weekend. You've got two what I consider to be five star offensive tackles. Committed on campus. You got a stud linebacker, Wendell Gregory, making his visit. You got Mazio Bennett, who's got the personality to help you recruit coming in. You got Kelvin Hunter, Braden Lee, Dante Reno, who's Mr. Recruiter, and Blake Franks. I mean, all those guys are solid Gamecocks. They, they're actively recruiting for Carolina. Other kids have relationships with them. So, you know, hey, why not bring, bring in your big-time guys? And sometimes guys get caught up or they weren't aware of what the school has to offer, and, and you end up getting them. So, uh, I think it's uh, – I think it makes all the sense of the world. I, and if I had a name, I'd share it, but I, I just don't have any uh, specific yeah. names right now. 
Speaking on the 24 class, JC, I'm curious, because again, you look at the guys you already have committed. I mean, you mentioned Dante Reno, obviously the quarterback position, and, uh, you know, Bennett at the wide receiver position. Would you say, though, Dylan Stewart, you know, I feel like every class has sort of that that cornerstone piece and that exclamation mark, if you were like, last year would have been a solid class no matter what, but getting Nicholas Harbor put them over the edge. It feels like every year there's like that one player that is the exclamation mark, the signature player that you get. Would you say that would be, are they targeting that Dylan Stewart would be that guy for this year's class? Or is it Reno because he's a quarterback? Or is it Bennett because you need a wide receiver? Or is it even like an offensive lineman like a Josiah Thompson? Because obviously that's a position of value. I mean, I'm not trying to put more value on one player than another, but I think you understand what I'm saying, that it feels like in these classes you have sort of that that signature guy, if you will. Mm-hmm. Would you say it's Stewart or somebody else? I think I think Chris, if you, if you're talking about the guys, you walk into this cycle where, well, they need to get these, these guys, and it's kind of a, a tie uh, between Pringle and Thompson. This state doesn't put out uh, elite offensive tackles every single year, <laughs> and they've had two, and the game guys got them both. I, I kind of felt like when I first found out about these guys, I was like. You know, Clemson usually gets guys out of Woodland and the Gamecocks are good at Dillon. So, you know, they'll probably split them or whatever. Well, now they've swept them and gotten Blake Frank. So I think those were the two that you look at at the top uh, that you go, hey, they you, they must have, must have kind of guys. Uh, and, I, you know, I don't – I'd love to go see in person the guys that are ranked one and two per 24 24- – When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Seven Sports Composite at Tackle because uh, I could almost bet you 10 bucks to a donut. I'd come back and say Thompson and Pringle are better. So they, they, they the South Carolina staff thinks that they have the top two tackles in the country. Uh, not only that, they think these guys are, you know, probably, yeah, see Brandon Baker from modern day and, you know, Gary Lambert from Massachusetts. It's going to Notre Dame. I'd, I'd, I'd take my chances with Pringle and Thompson, but, uh, you know, I, I think those are the guys you had to get. So those are kind of the crown jewels. Now, if you add Stewart, that's, that's the one everybody's going to be talking about, you know, because uh, it's out of state and it's also a position need and all that. But I, I think, uh, sounds strange to say that the Gamecocks already have like the must-have top guys. Like, like there was pressure to get Jadavi and Clowney and Marcus Lattimore and those guys. And I think that with with Pringle and Thompson, there potentially would have been that kind of pressure too. Uh, you know, that kind of the kind of in-state elite guy that you know, if you lose too many of them, that's mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's not going to be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you always want to lock down those in-state guys, J.C. Josiah Thompson hailing from Dillon, South Carolina. Cam Pringle hailing from Dorchester, South Carolina. Last thing, J.C., before I get you out of here, we had a fun conversation today on the show, and when I speak on pressure, I'm not speaking in regards to they're on the hot seat, job on the line, but just, you know, need to have a good season. We were talking about early in the show today the position coaches on the Gamecocks football staff that most – need to have a good season. They need their unit to excel, to maybe even exceed expectations, if you will. 
Uh, is there one that stands out to you of this Gamecocks position coach needs his unit to to shine, to, I guess, give confidence that it's the right fit there? I mean, because everybody in the staff's recruiting well, but, you know, I feel like there's some more obvious answers than other here when it comes to position coaches that need to see their units start to produce at a higher level. Yeah, people are going to throw um, Montario out there, but uh, I think I think with his situation, he, he needs to produce uh, on the recruiting trail a, a little more. Uh, and I and I tell you this: if this were a month ago, I'd have told you straight up, Jimmy Lindsay. Uh, there was no question in my mind. So uh, I'm going to have to go with Clayton White just because I, I think it's important for South Carolina's defense as a whole to take a step forward this year. Um, we, we all love the defense they've played and they're really good at forcing turnovers and that erases a lot of deficiencies on your defense and they get defensive scores and man, it, it's sometimes really fun to watch, but it's also, you know, when you're getting gashed, <laughs> uh, in the run game over and over, that's not a lot of fun, uh, either. And I, I think, I think the whole defense needs to take a step forward this year and, uh, when I say linebacker, you know, I, I can't imagine them taking that step that they need to take without good, solid linebacker play. So if I had to pick one, I'm going to go with Clayton White. And I think that's a great answer, honestly, JC. And, it, and it's, you know, we'll talk more about this later in the summer when we start getting to the nitty gritty of offense, defense, special teams, the entire preview type of stuff. But it is interesting because I, I don't want to say Clayton White. He's done great work for sure. I mean, I, I don't want to say he's gotten a pass by any stretch, but it's almost, I think, it's almost like the defense was so bad when they took over that it was like it was only up. You know what I mean? So now I think as you get into year three, let's say year four, now you start to kind of take a step back and you reevaluate and you do some self-evaluation. You're like, okay, where are we really as a defense? Because again, to your point, like there's, you know, you need to, I agree with you. You just need to see that defense take the next step. So I, I think you hit the nail on the head, honestly. And it's, it's a conversation, like it's funny, we've, it's like we've spent so much time the first two years talking about the OC Jeez, that we yeah. haven't really, you know, it's like, well, at least our DC is better than our OC type of thing. You know what I mean? So, yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah. and like I said, yeah. turnovers change everything. I yeah. mean, my goodness, yeah. you think about, think about the Gator Bowl last year, you know, two defensive scores, two pick sixes, and a yeah. defensive tackle intercepted the pass. So, I mean, it's, you know, it, it is a – but as we know, Chris, uh, you know, you don't always get the turnovers. I mean, yeah. uh, look at Will Muschamp's defense in 2017 and then 18. Mm -hmm. They stopped coming. Yeah. Uh, and then that defense was certainly decimated by injuries. But even when it was healthy, same scheme, a lot of the same guys, ball not bouncing their way. And that's when your personnel deficiencies and your scheme deficiencies can really catch up with you when you're not, you're not catching any breaks. So mm – -hmm. You know, we'll see what happens, but uh, I I do think that it's time to take a next step uh, defensively uh, if you're Clayton White, and I, and I think adding Travian Roberts is going to help with that. I think uh, some of the younger players on defense are going to step up and help with that as well. JC, I just laugh because when I think of the 2018 season, I think of Week One against Coastal Carolina. Dylan Wanham goes down with an ankle, and Will Muschamp said he's got an ankle. We th we think he'll be fine this weekend against Georgia. And he wasn't fine until the next nine weeks, and then he finally came back. It was that, that was that kind of defined that era, you know. What I mean? Like he's got an ankle, he's got a shoulder, he's got a foot, you know, et cetera, et cetera. He's got an ear, <laughs> right, right. Anyway, eyebrow. Good, know. good times, yeah. JC. Good times. JC exactly. Sherbert of the Big Spur inside the Gamecocks. JC, looking forward to jumping on with you guys on Friday 
this week. And uh, oh yeah, Friday because yeah, we had uh, had somebody. I don't remember who who. It was somebody that couldn't do it any other time, so we had to had to get it on. But hey, uh, that's all good. We love having you Friday, Thursday, yeah. Monday, whenever, man. It's yeah, it's man. always awesome when you come on. So yeah, JC, I'm looking forward to it again, my friend. Thank you so much. Appreciate you, and I know you guys will be busy this weekend with all the recruiting stuff, and hopefully, hopefully, we get a lot of good news this weekend. So fingers crossed. Anyways, thanks, JC. Appreciate you, man. Have a good one. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.